Let me tell you now, I'm explaining to your listeners, specifically the elements of assertiveness that make it not be the same thing as aggressive. Because there are four communication types. There's assertive, there's aggressive, there's passive aggressive, and there's passive. Assertiveness is completely different from all the others. In order to be assertive, we need to speak up. We need to express ourselves. We can't stay quiet. <laughs> That's not. A, it could be in certain situations, but in most situations, it's about expressing ourselves and communicating. Like you said, putting yourself out there, putting your ideas out there, putting your concerns out there, putting your feedback out there, putting you and what you represent and what you believe in out there, your goals, dreams, rights, likes, dislikes, beliefs, boundaries, whatever that is. This is the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast, your source for the strategies, systems, and insights you need to turn your dreams into your destiny. Every week, we dive into dynamic conversations as our host, Nicole Greer, interviews leadership and business experts. They're here to shed light on practical solutions to the challenges of personal and professional development. Now, here's your host, a professional speaker, coach, and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome, everybody, to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and they call me the Vibrant Coach, and I have another fantastic episode ready to go for you. And today, I have a good friend from all the way over in Pasadena, California. Have you been to Pasadena, California? It's a place. You should go. You can eat so good if you go to Pasadena. I'm just saying. And uh, not only that, but my my guest has this beautiful accent today, and her name is Ifna Curie. And she is originally from Brazil, but let me tell you all about her. Listen to her accent. You'll fall in love. Evna Curie is on a mission. And I love a gal on a mission because she knows her why. She is helping people empower professionals and leaders to speak up assertively, overcoming the fear of aggression, retaliation, or inaction that hinders career growth and productivity. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm staying tuned. I know it's going to be good. And as a host of Speak Your Mind Unapologetically podcast, so write that down, everybody, Speak Your Mind Unapologetically podcast. She's also a contributor to Forbes, and she is an MBA graduate, so serious smarts, and she is a graduate from INSEAD. Uh, hold on, I want say her name right. Evna, Evna Curie's expertise in assertive communication has benefited, listen to this, over 20,000 students. She has helped them maximize engagement and performance. I am absolutely delighted to have you on the show. Evna, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nicole. And I've been learning a few things from you in terms of how to bring the vibrancy to the podcast. Definitely taking those takeaways with me. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, it's a it's a mutual learning fest, love fest already. All right. So, uh, you know, we're collecting definitions of leadership around here. So I'm curious, what's your definition of leadership? Yeah, well, thanks for the question. So obviously, someone who is able to guide a group of people or, you know, can be animals or other other creatures as well. But let's, let's talk about people for a moment towards a, a shared or common goal or vision, but with some ad additional elements to it. So if they can bring these group of people and the, the value or the benefit that this group of people provide jointly is greater than the sum of each individual's kind of uh, contribution, I think that's an important part of leadership. So where they're able to get one plus one and create five instead of two, I think that's a really important part because then you're really maximizing the value of that group towards that goal. So I think that's another important part to think about. And obviously there's many ways of doing that. One of them is being assertive, but also encouraging, 
you know, providing psychological safety, helping other people, setting a clear direction. I mean, there's so many different ways of, of doing that, of course. That's fantastic. I agree with you. Uh, when you get one, more than one head together, surely we're going to have a better idea than if only one person is doing it, right? So it's mul- multiplying uh, what's going on in the team. I love it. All right. So you you said right there um, that it's important to be assertive. So, you know, there's that fine line be- between being assertive and being aggressive. So talk to me about what assertive looks like and what you mean by you know, speaking up assertively or doing things the assertive way. Ah, the assertive way. <laughs> you know, some of the biggest questions that come up around assertiveness are, oh, but I don't, I don't want to be aggressive. And if I'm assertive, I'm going to be aggressive or rude, or I'm going to be perceived or come across as a difficult, abrasive individual. And I don't want that. Or another big consideration that comes up is in a, in, a, in a fear that people have around being assertive is that if I'm assertive, there's going to be backlash and retaliation. Something bad is going to happen to me because I'm going to be ruffling some feathers and people are not going to like it. Another concern people have, there's so many concerns, <laughs> Nicole, you wouldn't believe it. But another one is that it's very inauthentic, right? Oh my gosh, I'm not an assertive person. I mean, it's just, I'm just, it's just not me. I don't behave that way. So why should I have to change and be assertive? You know, another misconception that happens is that if we are assertive, we're going to offend people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. Another one is that why should I be assertive? Nothing's going to change anyways, right? Most people don't even respond to that very well. So why would I even try? So you're spot on with your question because a lot of people do think that it's assertiveness is being aggressive or blunt and it's not, it's not, you know, assertiveness is, and I'll give you the definition uh, to your listeners. Very oh, I want one. Lay it on us. <laughs> Let me ask you first, Nicole. How do you how do you perceive assertiveness? What's an assertive? Uh, well, do, you, do you know someone who's really assertive and what do they look like? Well, I would say I'm really assertive. So, oh, nice. and, and what assertive means is that you, in my mind is I just put myself out there and, and usually what's making me put myself out there is like, something I'm passionate about. So, you know, I'm like excited to give you my ideas. So I assert myself by opening my mouth and saying, here's what I think. Here's an idea. Here's what I was thinking about, you know, so that's what assertiveness looks in my mind. Um, And then I also think there's this idea of being courageous. Uh, I think there's a lot of really great character traits that people don't see. Um, Now, I mean, we also know that the beginning of the word assertive is A-S-S. And so we're not saying that. Uh, What we're saying is, is moving into a space, moving into a conversation, moving into a dialogue. So it's just about movement to me. And usually I'm assertive because it's like, I care. Oh, oh, Nicole, wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) Get an A. <laughs> Get an A. I'll just add a few things, but you're right. Courage is a huge part of assertiveness. I often say this. You don't need confidence to assert yourself. And courage will get you to do it, will get you to speak up and, and put yourself out there, like you say. And one of the best ways of getting that courage, like you said, is because you care about something more than you care about the fear. <laughs> That's in the way of speaking your mind. And so when you have that equation, when you have the thing that you care about, that passion or whatever you want to bring out is greater than the fear, that's when you're able to speak up. So our our goal is always 
increase that passion, increase that conviction in what you want to speak up about. At the same time, let's reduce the fear by education, by showing how it's done in the, in the, in the most effective possible way to avoid any negative consequences that usually happen because people don't know how to assert themselves. And instead, they're aggressive instead of being assertive. I love what you talked about movement. It reminded me of this financial uh well, finance classes back in business school, where they talked about money being energy, right? It's just flowing from one place to another. And it was such a different way of thinking about money. But now that you talk about it, you know, assertiveness is kind of like that. It's kind of like energy in movement. And you're, you're bringing it, you're taking your energy and sharing it with other people. I had never thought about it that way, but thank you for bringing that up, Nicole. I love that definition and putting that into um, how, how we think about assertiveness. Let me tell you now, let me explain to your listeners, specifically the elements of assertiveness that make it not be the same thing as aggressive. Because there are four communication types. There's assertive, there's aggressive, there's passive aggressive, and there's passive. So assertiveness, assertiveness is completely different from all the others. In order to be assertive, we need to speak up. We need to express ourselves. We can't stay quiet. <laughs> That's not. A, it could be in certain situations, but in most situations, it's about expressing ourselves and communicating. Like you said, putting yourself out there, putting your ideas out there, putting your concerns out there, putting your feedback out there, putting you and what you represent and what you believe in out there. Your goals, dreams, rights, likes, dislikes, beliefs, boundaries, whatever that is. Number two part of assertiveness is that you need to you need respect. You need to respect the other person or at least make make them feel respected when you speak to them. You're, you know, you're you're telling them, hey, you're not gonna get this project, do it respectfully. You're saying, hey, this is my boundary, let's not cross it, cross it, do it respectfully. You're saying, hey, I have constructive criticism to give you, do it respectfully. You're saying, I'm gonna have to let you go. There's a way to do it respectfully. Right. And the respect part for ourselves is in speaking up. When we stay silent and we don't talk, when something's bothering us or concerning us, or when we have something to say, that's disrespecting ourselves. That's disrespecting our own voice. So it allows us to respect others while respecting ourselves. So that's the first thing, right? The first part of speaking up assertively. The second part is effectiveness. So some people, and th this is where the misconception happens, right? A lot of people think that. Just by spitting out all of their frustrations, just saying whatever, that's assertiveness. It's not, right? That's venting off your frustrations. That's speaking. It's not assertiveness. Assertiveness is about being effective when we communicate. And in order to be effective, we need to influence. In order to influence, we need to be smarter about how we say things. It's not only about what you say, your message. It's about how it's going to get received by the other person. And so it is, like you said, you, you mentioned, Nicole, uh, at some point, emotional intelligence. Yes, we need emotional intelligence. Assertiveness is also about listening. It's also about asking questions. It's also about adapting our communication to make sure that the other side receives it in the way we intended it to be received because there's a lot of conversions of that energy, right? That, you know, we have a thought, we're transmitting it through our voice. It's got to be, is it being captured by the other person, their brain, they're interpreting it based on their beliefs and value system. Lots of things can go wrong. And we need to be really good at being able to maximize the efficiency in which 
we transmit the energy of what we're trying to say to the other person so it's received exactly how we intended to. And if it doesn't, we can still adjust. We can, you know, rephrase things, try a different way, listen to them, ask questions. There are many ways of doing that. So that's number two. And then number yeah, three. Before you go on to number three, let me ask a few questions because oh, yes, I don't please. want to lose all the juiciness of these things as we go along. So the first thing you said was respect. And so the first thing that popped in my mind is you know, to build a vibrant culture, which is what we're trying to do, we want you to be assertive. And, um, and I think you need to be really assertive with building trust with people. So, you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time is that, you know, you've, you've got to kind of set expectations. I loved your word boundaries. Um, you know, if you can tell people around here, you know what we do, we practice, and this is a little phrase I use. I'm curious, uh, even know what you think about it, but I say, um, we practice truth telling, honesty, and candor. And so like, oftentimes I will be in a group meeting and I will say, hold up. I'm announcing officially that I'm about to practice truth telling, honesty, and candor. And then I do this thing. And this is where respect comes in. I say, may I do that? And so people go, yes. You're like, you can almost see them go, go ahead. Because <laughs> they may not like what I'm about to say, but it's like, I, you know, I respectfully disagree with what you just say, said, or I did hear your idea, but I have major questions. So I want to ask these major questions. Once I know the answers, I, I'm in. But it's like, you know, kind of announcing that I'm about to be assertive by practicing truth, telling, honesty, and candor. What do you think about that? That's phenomenal. And especially for those people who are starting out. And when you have an image, when you have an image around you, people that you work with, for example, that, you know, you're quiet, you don't question things, you're, you're passive. It's harder because we're trying to change how people perceive us. We're trying to even change our own identity and understanding of who we are. And so it's easier for people to push back because in a way they feel disrespected because you change your behavior. If someone else who is always outspoken, you know, challenges an idea, then it, no one really finds it strange and they don't feel like they're being disrespected. But it's just because you, you never challenged anybody. Now you're challenging that person. Like, why are you challenging me? That's disrespectful when it when it, it isn't. So the perceived aspect is so important. So what you do, Nicole, is fantastic. It's actually very encouraged when we're trying to disagree, right? Or or have a hard conversation is is in a way asking for permission to do that, especially with a superior, especially with your boss, someone who has more power, because you want them to feel respected. And once they give you that go ahead, yeah, yes, let me, I'm hearing you then you automatically have their ears where before they might actually be blocking off, be a little bit confrontational, be a little bit shocked by what you're saying. And that way you're, you're kind of phasing, you're preparing them. You're preparing them for what you're going to say. You're giving them the steps. And so it, it's, it's really great, great tactic and definitely something that the listeners should try. Okay, awesome. And then uh, I love what you said about effectiveness. So step one is respect, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, what you do is um, another little thing, just I'll just throw this in here real quick, is if you become known as assertive and not name those other four things. That was the other thing I was going to tell you. you. You ripped them off so fast, but tell me the four things, the passive aggressive. Yes. Say those for the listeners again, because they were like, wait, I missed it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So 
The first one is passive. Passive is the nice person, agreeable, Mm -hmm. says yes to everyone, Mm -hmm. wants to please everyone, focuses really hard on being liked, and just, you know, the nice person that, that everyone can count on all the time. Then you have the aggressive person. They're controlling. You know, they want to dominate. They, they're insecure as well, but they express that insecurity in a different way. They want control over everyone. And they might be blunt, right? For example, then you have the passive aggressive right. type. The passive aggressive type, right? As you see from the name is a mix of passive and aggressive. So they behave primarily like Which passive. could be the worst one. I'm just saying. It is the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> Nobody likes a passive aggressive uh, leader. It's no. the worst type, right? Because, but here's the thing: they're not bad people. Generally, they're not intending to, you know, be manipulative. But what happens is they're passive in their thinking and approach. They they, they avoid conflict. They they scared of confrontation. They don't want to, you know, they they don't want all of that. They feel very uncomfortable with the, the possibility of conflict. But they want to get their way. They want to get what they want. They don't want to just sit back and let things roll against their will. So that's when they use vague manipulative tactics where they don't have to own anything. And they can easily, if someone says, hey, why are you doing this? Like, hey, why are you, you know, you, are, are you trying to like get this, you know, change this decision? Are you, are you actually disagreeing with me? Like, no, I didn't say that. No, I didn't. That's not at all. <laughs> not me. But in the back, they're, you know, they're talking to other people and complaining about you. You know, mm-hmm. they're making, they're giving that weird look of disapproval, but they're not saying a single word. And it's very easy to distrust that kind of person because there's such a disconnect between how they behave, what they say, and their body language and the things that they do in the background, which are vague. Seriously, icky. That's what I call that. <laughs> it's icky. It's icky, but. Let's also have a little bit of empathy for that type because they're breaking free from their passive for being passive, right? So the passive person is all giving, but they resent. They're frustrated. They're upset. Right. And they become the martyr. That's what I wrote down. Later on, they're like, nobody listens to me. Nobody oh. ever hears my voice. It's like, well, you didn't say anything in the meeting. And so, yes. of course, we didn't hear your voice. Yeah. I they make themselves so the victim. That's right. Right. And so the, the passive aggressive is one step further. They're trying to regain some control, but they have no clue of how to do it. And then you have aggressive, which is just trying to dominate, but at least you know who the, where they stand and they're predictable. And then you have assertive. Assertive, I call them intentional communicators. They're very good. They're effective, right? Like where we were talking about. They're respectful of others and of themselves. They're not sugarcoating any message. They're thoughtful. They're caring about others. They're looking for ways to connect. You might have a hard conversation and the other person might still leave feeling happy and fulfilled from that conversation. That's what a sort of people are able to do. That's right. That's right. I totally agree. And, and something you said, I wrote down about the assertive type is they're also listening, asking really good questions. And then your opposite thing, as you said, they're not venting, which I think is really huge. You know, at work, we shouldn't vent. 
you know, you, not not even with the person you think you can trust, right? Like maybe go home to your husband or your or your your wife, your partner, whatever your deal is. The dog on the walk—that's probably the best person to vent to. <laughs> I know, did that. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that. But you know, it, it, it's like you know, uh, we can maintain that level of emotional intelligence. And one thing I don't, you know, even I tell people all the time too is, I'm, you know, unless you're working for the Cancer Institute. You know, like we're not trying to cure cancer and do like things that should get you so upset. You know, it's like we're trying to sell video cameras or we're trying to sell, you know, soda or we're trying to sell, I don't know, whatever it is. It's like it's, you know, can't we just speak our truth about whatever it is we're doing? It's not like there's this huge thing on the line. You know what I mean? Like business is huge, but it shouldn't be so upsetting. And I think what upsets people is their ego. And when you spit out things at people and just listen to that spit, if I spit in Evena's face, she would turn off the zoom and never talk to me again. Okay. Even though the spit would not hit her through the camera, but (laughs) if I spit at her, if I spit at her, or I vented at her, of course her ego is going to get you know, um, activated and then she's on the defensive. And so I, I just really love your two first things, respect and effectiveness. Are you ready to build your vibrant culture? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference or organization to help them with their strategies, systems and smarts to increase clarity, accountability, energy and results. Your organization will get lit from within. Email her at Nicole at VibrantCulture.com and be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at VibrantCulture.com. Thank you for playing around with me right there. Okay, number three, hit number three hard for Number me. three, number three is great for those Zen people out there, it's calm. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Calm. Calm. And why do we need calm? Calm is necessary for us to be able to think on our feet. Calm is important for us to be present in the moment, in the conversation we're having with the other individual. Because, as I said, because as you were just mentioning, it's not about venting off our frustrations. It's not about complaining. It's not a one-way street. Mm-hmm. Assertiveness is a two-way street. And therefore, we need to be able to listen, capture the other person and their verbal and nonverbal response and adapt our language and our communication accordingly so that we can be effective. In order to do that, we need to be present in the moment. We can't be, you know, thinking about all sorts of things or, or complaining or wondering. We have to be present. We need to be calm. We can't be frustrated. It, it, we need to be calm and present. And what I would else? add slow down is part of that. Like just it slowing is. down, right? slowing down. Uh, and another thing is that when we're not calm, it triggers other people mm-hmm. immediately. When we are calm and j- like I'm doing now just by slowing down, like you said, Nicole, mm-hmm. it gets people to focus more and it brings more rationality and less emotiveness into the conversation. And if you want to get your message across, if you're looking to influence, then that is very helpful. And the word I always equate with calm is peace. You know, like I'm bringing this up because I don't have peace. You know, like whatever I'm going to be assertive about my idea, my opinion, something I think is fair, unfair, needs to be brought to light, whatever it is. It's like, currently I don't have peace. And so I'm going to bring it forward. I'm going to do it in a calm way. 
because my get here's the other thing I think about your subject, which is so great, assertiveness, the assertive way, www.assertiveway.com, by the way, everybody, um, is that, I mean, the minute I speak my truth and then I've done it in a res- respectful, effective, calm way, it's almost like you get peace. You're like, I spoke my truth. I'm a woman of integrity and I did it in a beautiful way. Man, is that peaceful? It is peaceful. And it brings an immense sense of relief when you mm, carry yes. something and it's, it's a problem. And there's something that you, that, that an interaction with someone else, that's just not right. That there's a gap. There's a silo, interpersonal silo. Oh, interpersonal silo. Stop. I'm writing it down. Everybody write it down. <laughs> yeah. You can be stuck on some island where you don't agree where the team is going. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Right. It's, and it's what all it's going to do is, it's just going to grow over time because these My issues goodness, don't yes, disappear. Yes. And that builds frustration. That builds the opposite of peace, builds a prison. And so we need to be able to be calm. Like you said, bring our, speak our truth and do so in a way that feels right, that we're proud of at the end. We spoke our truth. We're proud of that. And we're proud of how we did it. And, you know, here's the thing. This is probably the case, right? Is that like, if I say it, there's three other people on the team that are like, oh, she said it. Oh my God. I'm so glad she said it. Yes. Especially when it, I'm seeing that all the time. You're challenging, you know, releasing your people in the room. Everybody has the same question, but no one is, uh, dares to say it until someone says it. They're the courageous ones. But then guess yeah. what? Often they actually, they, they are, if they do it in the right way, then they are rewarded for it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and if it's so sensitive, you know, you take whoever is responsible for whatever this issue thing is and you go to them one-on-one. It doesn't have to be in the group, you know, like, I, you know, I, I care, you know, I care about you. So I just want to share this. And it's, it's not, and, and here's the thing, you know, the words I, I used uh, was peace. You used calm, but like calm, peace, respect. I mean, dare I say this underneath all that is L O V E. You know, if I respect you, I love you. You know, if I don't care about you, then I'll disrespect you. But, um, and then if I want calm, I want peace for everybody. It's just, it's a, it's a whole outplay of love in my mind. Oh, I love number three, calm. I'm all about it. All right. Lay on number four, number four, bring it. So I'm going to bring, which is a slightly different thing is, is how you actually achieve that. So that's the definition of assertiveness, right? Is uh-huh. speaking up, expressing yourself, speaking your truth, whatever that is in a way that's respectful towards others perceived as perceived as respectful, calm or peace and effective, which means influence. Now, how do you do that? You're talking about love, right? I have a different word for it. Okay. I call it connection. Oh, I like it. And there are so many ways to build connection without losing the strength of your message, the effectiveness of what you have to say. And that's where a lot of people get confused, especially if they're people pleasers in passive types or passive aggressive types is they equate certain things like, oh, you know, it's, it's not a big deal or it's not, it's not a huge thing. Or I'm, you know, I'm not so sure about this, but here's a half-baked idea. They just minimize everything that they say. And that is not connection. It's the opposite of connection. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's important to understand what connection is. Connection is inviting people to the conversation, ask for their feedback, ask for their ideas, ask for their advice, ask them how they're feeling. It's about really inviting them to the conversation. Then second, once they are in the conversation with you, making sure that you make them feel heard, acknowledged, validated, all that good stuff. And then also on the side, express yourself, express like in a sort of this called self-disclosure, which is sharing about yourself, sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your needs, your wants, your desires, your weekend, your dog situation, your personality, you know, you're bound talking about yourself also builds trust and builds connection. So you're inviting people to share. You're really there with them when they're sharing. So they feel heard, acknowledged, understood. And then you're, you're sharing on yourself. And then the last element is really uh, expressing that you care about that person. You talked about caring and love, right? That's expressing appreciation for the other person, expressing, giving them genuine compliments and things like that. So that connection part is very important. So that's, that's how you add that element of no like and trust bond that eliminates any of those issues that you could have with like being perceived as aggressive, rude. Obviously, you, you, you have to make sure that you, you eliminate what I call toxic aggressors behavior and, and then add something else I'm going to share in a second. Yeah, I love that. So connection. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more and you know uh we were before we turned on the recording button for this podcast uh i was asking her where she was where her beautiful accent came from and then she asked me where i was from and i said oh i'm i would call myself southern that's how i identify and but i've lived all over the united states on the east coast um i I asked her if she was from france because when she said this word i was like oh my god she's french but anyway and i have this small obsession with france right now anyway so uh you know this thing of the south is that there's this thing we in the South we we are very proud of, and it's this thing called hospitality. Now, hospitality is all over the world, but here in the South, we pride ourselves on being very hospitable. And I think this connection thing is that same thing is holding the space. You know, like if I had, I'm gonna even if you come to North Carolina, you have to come over for dinner. I have a guest room. Come stay. So there you go. So, you know, I'm all about having people at the house, feeding them, putting them in clean sheets, giving them a a nice clean towel to take a shower, whatever they need to do while they're here. That's the same thing at work. Come in here. I want to talk to you. Let's sit down at my table, you know, sit down at my desk, you know, so this thing of connection and you said the word inviting them. I'm just inviting you into a conversation. I'm not trying to have a fuss or a fight. No, I'm trying to be hospitable here. And then you said sharing about yourself. I think that's huge. And then the other word I loved was you said, make a bond. You know, you know, you know how you, um, okay, ladies that are listening, you know how we all go to the bathroom together. Is that still a thing? Okay, so the girlfriends go to the bathroom together. And when they're in the bathroom, they're like, how does my hair look? Is my shirt tucked up? Is it good? Am I good? Do I have stuff in my teeth? You know, you can tell people the truth. You can be assertive if there's a bond. You know, like you should not wear that dress. That is a terrible color on you. It's not, I don't tell you that because I want to be mean. It's because I think you should wear purple. You look better in purple. Or look at Evna if you're on looking at the at the at the video. She looks lovely in this. Uh, it's kind of like a burnt orange. That's her color. Right. I don't know. I'll shush. But I think connection. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So everybody don't miss it. It's uh, respect, effectiveness, calm. And then you got to have a bond or a connection with people. I love this. 
Yeah, in the hospitality word, spot on. I never thought about using that word. I work for an airline, so there's a lot of hospitality in the airline industry as well. Very important. And it's just this warm, I like to call, I'll tell you what the, the word that I like to call, I like to call it speaking of huga. Like the Swedish thing? The Swedish thing, because huga, as you probably know, is a word that doesn't exist anywhere else other than in Scandinavia. And it, it was originated because of all of these cold, dark, long, depressing winters where everybody in, in anyone else would probably just get into suicide mode. But no, for them, they created a word that now they love this cold, dark part of the year because they associate it with coziness and togetherness. And that is hospitality because that's coziness yes. and togetherness with their friends, with family, with coworkers, where they bond, where they get that cup of tea, hot cocoa, hot soup, fireplace, socks, everybody with their matching pajamas and play games all night. Huga of assertiveness is the connection, is knowing how to add that huga factor to really bring in that warmth and sense of togetherness. Together, we can do more. Together, we can overcome challenges. Together, we can unite and, and make things better for everyone. I agree. Oh, I like socks and matching pajamas. Cocoa, <laughs> so I'm right there. Yeah, I love all that. Okay. So, you know, the thing that I also what popped in my brain is, you know, because here's the thing, everybody, is we have blind spots. Like we can't see everything, you know, you're driving your car, you know, and you can't see everything in, in the side mirror, in the back mirror and straight ahead of you, there's blocks and, and we've got to be assertive with each other so that we remove these blind spots. I mean, that, that's what just landed for me. That is very true. You know, the blind spots are always there. We never know everything there. And especially we can't know. We can only know what we want and our desires, a little microcosm world, but we're always interfacing with other people, with the team, with other members, with clients. We need to be able to, to understand their own, their version of, of, of the world, their perspective and, and interface and let them know what our version of the world is and help them unlock their version so we understand their version so that together we can create a, our, our version. And so... Even if we are the know-it-all, we still don't understand other people's perspectives. So that's why it's so important. And they don't understand ours until we speak our truth, like you've been talking about, Nicole. That's so fantastic. All right, everybody, you have had major downloads. If you're not happy with this podcast, what do you want? from us i mean we just don't understand all right so here's what i want you to do uh even i want you to think about you know my my listeners are like no 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 don't tell me it's the top of the hour and it is everybody um so i i want to know what's the one nugget you would like leave everybody with like a, a strategy um something that's just really smart you know like if you were to say here's how you start just what would you get people going to kind of be more assertive there's so many things I could share, uh, but you can go to our website, assertiveway.com and you can reach out to her. She's available at linkedin.com. Y'all have been to the LinkedIn and then it's Evna hyphen Curie hyphen MBA, but it'll be in the show notes. Yes. Um, and, and check out a couple of things. So 
I have a challenge called the assertive and likable challenge where you find out exactly the 10 steps to be both assertive and likable when you speak your truth. Oh, fantastic. It'll explain something called the Dezo script, which is the most famous script for speaking up in assertive communication. Uh, It'll talk about the importance of conviction when you speak your truth as well and, um, and assumptions, things like that. So I highly recommend that as a next step. And where do we find that? Tell us again. Oh, at assertiveway.com. Okay, fantastic, everybody. That's where you go get all the goodies. Don't miss the goodies. Don't listen to this whole thing and be not go get the goodies. All right, assertiveway.com. All right, what's the nugget you would leave us with? And then we're all racing over there to download. <laughs> all right, so, so here's the thing. A lot of us who enjoy being liked, um, find it really hard to speak our truth. And I'd encourage that kind of person who I am, by the way, to do three things. I call the three D's to be and speak in a definitive way. This is a feedback that I got from many of my most senior leaders. I don't even care if you're right or wrong. Just please speak to me in a definitive way with that. Like, you know, what you're talking about, because then I'll listen. Because if you don't speak in a definitive way, I will not even listen. Right. The second thing is direct. We talked about that today. So mm-hmm. It's important to be direct, not blunt, but say what you mean. It's you know, find the exact words, be succinct, but say what you mean. And third, decisive, which is very key. And for us to be able, because when we're not decisive, we're procrastinating decision-making because we're scared of making a mistake and we don't want to own that responsibility because we don't want people to not like us or we don't want to create conflict because we made the wrong decision. No, go and be decisive. It's and own it. And that will actually encourage you and, and teach you to be more assertive because you're going to have to own what happens. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake. What's important is for you to own it at the end. and deal with it and and resolve it afterwards. So decisive, direct, and definitive. Three Ds, people. You're welcome. We've got that in there. That's fantastic. So when you go to be decisive, know what you're talking about. Say it in a plain, straightforward way. It's not spitting it out. It's not yelling. It's none of these crazy things. And it's being decisive. So here's what I think we ought to do. I dare I say this even, but like, I mean, you sit in some meetings and it's like the stuff goes around and around and around and around. It's like somebody choose a path. Somebody yeah. choose something. <laughs> just go move forward. Just, uh, just momentum. Yeah, progress, people. Yeah. And it's like, it's like this, you know, and, and say, I might be wrong, but I don't care. I think we should give it a whirl. Give it a, you know, give it a try. Uh, as long as it's not going to break the bank. Um, and again, we know what we're talking about. We're being direct and we're just going to decide. And w- nobody's going to get in trouble if we fail forward. You know, that's, that's right. Thing. So it's all good. It's all good. Oh, I have so enjoyed having you on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. Do two wonderful ladies, dare I say that about myself, go down to the bottom of the screen, people, wherever you're at, on the phone, on the computer, wherever you're at, and give it us a like. And then would you leave a nice little comment like, even that's amazing, write that down and then put that on there. Uh, and if you'd like to get a hold of her, tell her, tell everybody one more time how they can find you. Yes, you can find me either on LinkedIn at Evna Curry or on my website, 
assertiveway.com. Okay. And I'm going to spell it for you. I-V-N-A and the last name C-U-R-I. And I have had a beautiful time speaking with you. Thank you so much for being on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. Thank you, Nicole. I really enjoyed this time with you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more like-minded listeners. Remember, the journey to building a vibrant culture never stops. Stay inspired, keep nurturing your vibrant culture, and we can't wait to reconnect with you on the next exciting episode of Build a Vibrant Culture podcast.